0: What is it about the call of the sea? My name's Jonathan, and this is the Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. This week we're talking about games with a nautical theme, and that usually means a piratical theme. Everybody likes pirates, right? Yeah! That's what I thought. Welcome back to the Cast, everyone. With me this week are Coco Lee. Hello. And Amanda McKnight. Hey there. So, uh, Amanda, have you ever
1: been to sea? Uh, I went sailing in June. Uh, I was in Barrie for a, a play that I was doing, that I was performing in. And one of the directors, the director's father, he has a sailboat, so we got to go out on it. It was so scary. It was so fun, but it was so scary. It was what sort my of a first time was it? sailing. Was this like a, it was just a yacht a, or it was like a or? sailboat. It was like a. <laughs> Uh, sailboat it was I don't know maybe like 15 feet I think that's a thing okay. I don't know if that's a size so it's like a, I think How,
0: they call it a dinghy right I don't,
1: I don't know, know if 15 feet is in like dinghy territory like that sounds small though or like 18 feet I don't know it was it was some number of feet and <laughs> and we went on it <laughs> several at, thousand feet yeah and it was uh it was very funny just because we were all from the city like the whole cast like we were all from Toronto so we're all like getting on the sailboat and I don't think any of us had ever been on a sailboat before so he's like telling us to pull all the ropes and do the thing. And I even got to, got to steer the ship at one point. So I was like watching to see and you could see the depth and it was very fun. The only thing is it was a really windy day. So it's perfect for sailing. Mm. But the thing that you never expect when you're on a sailboat, at least I didn't expect, is that when it's really windy, you're going to go, the sail kind of moves around a lot. Mm. So because it's going from side to side, the ship turns a lot. So it almost feels like you're going to, flip over the boat. I mean, it, heal, it heals. Yeah, it heals. It heals. Not a good turn. Yeah, and and you feel like it's going to heal right over so that you're not on the boat anymore. But it doesn't do that. So we were all kind of on it, like just jumping from side to side of the boat because we were so afraid of falling in the water. So was that like was my sailing experience. out on the experience. edge. Did you
0: get to lean out over the uh, the edge of the uh, the gunnel and and sort of right mm-hmm. the boat by sort of...
1: Um we tried to do that to which he was telling us that that you don't need to do that like oh, okay. it's all fine. He was like he was like oh no no you guys are good. And we're like yeah no we're, we're fine. Yes.
2: <laughs> that's we're worth we're leaning doing on like one a side really of the one side the wee one but most most anything big enough to hold like several people on it would likely have a keel that would definitely prevent it from doing that and you putting your weight over the edge would only cause you harm.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they they were saying he was saying that it was fine we didn't need to and we were just like, oh, no, yeah, we know it's fine. We are just we just wanted to sit on this side. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> Cocoa, but it yeah. sounds like Coco has a lot more it, it,
2: it sounds like you know what you're talking about. I can't make any promises because there's just so much to know about sailing. But I have a little bit of experience. Uh, I've had the luck of sailing on Lake Ontario with uh, my partner's dad has a sailboat. And I've sailed with the yacht club that he sails with a little bit. Um, but this summer, my family and I, we charted a sailboat and sailed the Greek islands. We did a 10-day tour of the Cyclades together, and it was really, really fun. So high seas, for sure. Lots of healing and hauling and lines and good stuff.
0: Wow. Okay, so there's a kind of romance to the sea in literature and mythology. Do you you have a feel for that?
2: Absolutely. There's, um, especially in the digital age, if you'll allow the expression, there's, you no longer get that sort of, like, one-to-one ratio of, like, action to response. But when you're sailing... If you pull the line, if you hard up the line, the sail's going to be tighter and it's going to like fill better and the wind is going to push you faster. Like you pull a rope, wind goes harder, boat goes faster. It's that's really satisfying and you don't you don't get that sensation a lot. Um, I find anyway like working on a computer, so that I think is super satisfying and the the absence of land if you're on the water and this, that sense of What you have on your boat is what you have, and you don't necessarily have cell phone service or access to other utilities. And another cool thing is that on a boat, there are solutions to problems that you don't expect to have. So, like, how do you cook on a boat if the boat is healing? There are most – some stoves on sailboats are gimbaled, so if you go one way, if you sort of lean one way, then the stove – sort of leans the other way. Is that a gyroscope? Does that make sense? That's a yeah, gyroscope. Yeah. yeah. Hall, right? yeah. It's, uh, so, I mean, there are a lot of really cool solutions to boating problems, and I guess that comes from humans having sailed for several about thousand years. And like, yeah.
0: It's been a long time since Ulysses was uh, sailing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know if Ulysses had a gimbaled stove. but Probably not, no. but
0: he was definitely sailing in the Cyclades archipelago. Yeah.
2: Probably wasn't drinking as much beer as we were. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, yeah. sailing is super romantic and... I can sense, I can feel as though how it would be similar and possibly even more romantic when it's in a novel or in a board game, especially about pirates, because you don't, in those days, you didn't have your GPS telling you when you were off course. You had to really know, there was so much knowledge and and brute strength that you had to have that wasn't solved by a lot of the modern mechanisms that we have for sailing.
0: Prowess is hugely important, Mm -hmm, you know, you live mm -hmm. and die by your skill out on the sea. The
2: number of times that... we were in significant danger just because we weren't very good at sailing pretty high
0: (laughs) wow so when you're going to play a nautically themed game what kind of stuff do you want to be able to do and do there have to be pirates
1: no but there has to be booty that's that's a must for me booty is mandatory pirates
0: are optional Mm -hmm. understood so apart from booty then Uh, what, what kind of what kind of stuff are you looking to actually do in, in a nautically themed game? Something that's going to deliver that experience, that romance.
1: I like to bury treasure. Uh, I like to bury my booty, <laughs> and I also like I like when you get to uh, like screw people over in these games. Like my favorite thing is is playing a pirate game where like I'm a pirate and you're a pirate and I get to go over there and take your stuff or I get to attack your ship.
0: Properly scallywagish. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I like the urgency like the race the the necessity to, of 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 getting somewhere before somebody else does to screw them over before yeah. other people screw them over. That's
1: a really great feeling like something like um like Black Fleet or Jamaica where it's it's all about getting somewhere as fast as you can beating mm-hmm. other people. Let's mm-hmm. get
0: into the particular titles next then. So you mentioned Black Fleet in Jamaica. Black Fleet is mostly a game about getting money and upgrading your fleet. Jamaica is mostly a game about winning a race. Mm-hmm. Which of those two do you think feels brings in more of that theme, more of that sense of being at sea?
1: Um, I like Black Fleet a little bit better just because there's also a few different types of ships that you can play. So you don't right. just have to be the pirate because you're also... You've you got the pirate, you've got the merchant. Yeah, and you've got the naval ship that you can control. So there's a few different ships that you're controlling... Um, as well as just there's like rocks and stuff on the map mm. that you're that you're using as your board. So there there are parts of the the sea that you can't go through, and then there are also some cards that allow you to do crazy stuff. That like the tidal wave allows you to actually go over those rocks because you get this you ride this big tidal wave that moves <laughs> your ship over it. So um, just crazy things like that just make it feel so. Whimsical, I guess.
0: I guess the design of the ships helps a lot there too.
1: Yeah, and the and the coins in that game. Huh? Yeah. it's a really it's a really nicely uh, Black Fleet is a really nicely designed game when it comes to the components. The ships actually hold your little trade cubes. Oh, that's so satisfying. Yeah, I know. And the uh, the coins are actually little metal coins. So
0: they look you know, suitably yeah. piratey.
1: Yeah, they're would, a little hard to tell what's silver and gold. But other than that, they're very nice.
0: Would you agree that that's uh, that that Black Fleet is more nautical ish than uh, than
1: Jamaica? I think maybe
2: the distinction here is that like non-sailing people consider nautical to be pirate, and sailing people consider nautical to be like modern nautical stuff. So right. like I I was going to say that Jamaica sounds more like it, but that's because I've like read a lot of books about people trying to do transatlantic crossings and stuff, where they're okay. they're talking about getting somewhere as fast as possible, and it's it's about the strategy less so than, like, the cool-looking boat and, like, the whimsy of, like, oh, pirates, ha you know? Yeah.
0: Although both of those two do have very whimsical sort of art styles, and mm-hmm. both of them are, are quite light as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if you want to get serious with these sorts of things, you're looking at something like Francis Drake. Have you guys ever seen this one? No. It's it's a giant box. It's, uh, it, it, you could you kill, kill an intruder in your house with this thing. It's got a beautiful, <laughs> huge map, and uh, you play for three rounds. Each round is one year of plundering in the spanish main and doing horrible things to spanish people on behalf of the queen and um each each of these rounds starts with doing a sort of a worker placement game where you're running through plymouth uh getting crew getting cannons getting food getting supplies getting trade goods upgrading your ship and getting ready to set sail and then once everybody's finished doing all that stuff then you pick four places where you're going to go and we see what happens you can trade you can do horrible things to Spanish forts. You can do horrible things to Spanish traders. You can take over towns. You can uh, you can do all these various different things. You can wow! Use. And um, that's So there's a lot of that stuff going on as as a privateer in that case. You're not not a pirate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Privateer. It's you have, mm-hmm. you have a letter of mark. You're fine. You're good. Um, <laughs> that one. I, I think the thing about that one that makes it feel nautical for me is the is the prep phase. Yeah. The fact that's all about getting ready to be able to solve those problems that you were talking about mm-hmm. before they happen. Yeah. Uh, very few games, I think, focus on the nature of supply and make that interesting.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a really... F- like, I haven't played that one, but it, it sounds a lot like um, another one I actually haven't played, but Pirate's Cove, which I was doing some reading oh, about that was and one of the first got I super me. excited. And I was like, I really want to play this because in Pirate's Cove, what you're doing is you are um, you can go to islands and get upgrades for your ships. Um, and then you can also fight people. So if, if we both choose to go to the same island... Then we're gonna to have to have a battle, and the tricky thing with the battle is that you kind of wanna, you kind of wanna state state your claim in the battle in terms of how many turns you take, but you wanna be careful because if you fight too much, you'll take damage to your ship. So there's this idea of like mortality on the on the sea, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That problem solving aspect.
0: One well, of the other ones that uh, is kind of a big deal that we have it in the archives, but uh, I've I have never had the chance to play it. I would love to. Have you guys ever played Merchants and Marauders?
1: No, but I've, I've read about it. I've read about it. It's,
0: it's one of those games I think people who like sailing would really enjoy because it's tremendously detailed and involved, and you really get to sort of choose your own path. Are you going to be a merchant? Are you going to be a marauder? Are you going to do a little bit of piracy and keep mostly legitimate? Because the more illegal stuff you do, the more wanted you are, the fewer places you can safely dock. Uh, but uh, the more you focus on getting a bigger cargo hold, the more defenseless you are. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's, there's just so much to it. It looks like an incredibly rich game. Um, and it, by the looks of it, it really you, know, you can align yourself with different governments. You can, wow. you, can, you can be like, well, I'm going to be working for the Spanish. I'm going to be working for the Portuguese. I'm going to be doing mostly this sort of thing. You can get missions and stuff. It's, it, it's neat. Crazy. Oh,
2: that sounds really good.
0: Um, unfortunately, it's also an enormous investment to do it. It's one of those games that takes an enormous amount of table space, yeah. and it's going to take hours Time. to learn how to play and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like a high investment, high reward sort of thing. It's a far cry from Battleship.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting actually when we talk about Battleship and we talk about these really intense nautical games that we can go from, you know, a game that's super complex to a game that's Still got that nautical theme and is really simple. Like I was even thinking, a game that really reminds me of of something nautical, even though it's not at all, is something like Liars Dice, which you see in you know pirates right because pirates Caribbean. actually played it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and a lot of pirates played that game, and it's just one of those games that when I play it, I kind of feel like I'm I'm aboard a ship, like I'm I'm down there and we're like drinking. I don't know rum, I guess, would, and playing run, yeah. liar's dice. Yeah, yeah the, it's the,
2: fun. The irony being that all these games that are super heavy on the theme and have these beautiful components are not sailboat safe. No way. Y- yeah, yeah no. I was thinking about it. Like we, we, um, I brought a couple of games with us, and I was thinking about how I could modify them so that they had magnets on them because you, you can't. You also it's don't want to be in the hold when it's healings. it's just not a pleasant time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Very tippy. Yes. Um, yeah, and even something like uh, like like Riff Raff as well, which is a game that's super nautical and is like Jenga. Not not good. <laughs> no,
0: no. We know Riff Raff, right? That's the one's got the actual little pirate ship looking thing with mm-hmm. all these wooden pieces on it. It's got a it, it's it's a very tippy sort of. Thing. So it's a nautical,
1: nautical themed dexterity game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, it's, uh, it's it's very good. So basically, what you're doing is you build this really intricate ship. Which if you're ever at the cafe and you want to play Riff Raff feel free to ask one of the gurus to help you set it up just because that's the hardest part of the game. Uh, then everybody has their own little pieces that they have to try to get on the ship first. So we each take, take turns. And what we do is we have 10 cards numbered 1 through 10. Um, and those are the different areas of the ship. So we all take a card from our hand that we look at. We put it face down. We all reveal it at the same time. The highest number gets to go first. That is the quadrant of the ship that they have to put their piece on.
0: Are there numbers on the ship that tell, uh, you, that tell you where
1: which. it is? Um, the higher the number, usually the harder it is to play a piece there. And then you take any one of your pieces and you put it on there. And then everybody has to go around and, and do the same thing. They don't have to put the same piece, though. They just have to put on whatever quadrant they...
0: And you're fine, as long as nothing falls
1: off. As, no, as long as nothing falls off. If anything falls off... Uh, if you're able to catch it, my house rule is if you're able to catch it outside of the, uh, the box, basically. So if you put your hand in anywhere that's over the box, then that doesn't count. Because, <laughs> you know, we're adults. Um, so if you're able to catch it, it's out of the game. And if you don't catch the pieces that you make fall off, now they're your pieces. And you have to put them on.
2: I mean, I guess the truth about that game is that if you are able to play it on the sailboat, then you are an expert sailor. This oh, yeah. True. And you're
1: also an expert riffraff player.
0: At first, there are plenty of other games out there that have a nautical theme without really delivering so much on it, like Manila or... Actually, Lifeboats... Hmm. Lifeboats. You guys ever played Lifeboats?
1: No.
2: I've so seen it played.
0: That's the one where your ship has crashed and you and all the other players are trying to get your people to safety, but the boats keep springing leaks and you have to vote to decide who to throw out into the water. It's... <laughs> Pretty cruel. Well, that
1: sounds pretty awful. There's
0: no actual sailing going on here at all. Maddie yeah. loves it, of course, because yeah. Maddie loves sociopath games. Nice yeah. guy, loves most. I was gonna say, games. I
2: watched Maddie teaching that game. That's how that happened. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's vile. Um, and there's others like you know Madame Ching, that um, where it's mostly just sort of a Euro style resource management thing. And then there's. No, one of the things that has not come up so far this episode, we've hadn't seen any modern nautical games, something like Panamax or Container, where it's about shipping boats getting through canal locks and. Uh...
1: Yeah, I was playing actually. Uh, I was playing Steam Torpedo the other day. That oh, yeah. game is, like, well, I guess it's not it, super modern. It's, it's kind of
0: steampunky, though, right? It's kind
1: of steampunky. Steampunk submarine. Uh, but, yeah, submarine, so a little bit more modern than, you know, being on the seas in, like, this big wooden boat. Um, and that one is, is super, like, strategic war submarine game.
0: I think the early days of submarine warfare may have been the last time period when that romance of being Still at Still kind sea of existed. ...really kind of meant something. Yeah. Uh, with, the, with the advent of these giant shipping containers and the Exxon Valdez and all this other stuff, it seems like that that the era is no longer appropriate for games that really evoke that sort of feeling.
1: Well, I mean, you know, do you want to play a game where it's like, we're on a big, light like, cruise ship? Yeah. It's like, no, I would rather just go on a cruise ship than actually play that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. That doesn't sound very fun. I would probably opt not for the cruise ship either, though. But I, I do think that a little bit of that
2: romance is missing from the super modern ones. And you might yeah. even separate the war and sea games, mm-hmm. like Battleship or... Um, the steam torpedo that you were yeah. just talking about.
0: Although I think that there is, there is still some overlap there. The mm-hmm. Games like wooden ships and iron men. Uh, where we're dealing with the uh, you know the vastness of the ocean and all this other stuff, but at the same time the romance of nationalism and war and all this other stuff, which mm-hmm. can also kind of play into that very much so. If it, mm-hmm. You know, take a little bit more money, it's something like the hunt for Red October, this sort of a deal, and that's where uh, Steam Torpedo mm-hmm. sort of comes in.
1: I do think it also has to do with uh, what Coco was saying earlier, where it's this this disconnect from a digital world that we live in. Yeah. Whereas all of these modern ships now, it's all these modern like big boats. Uh, it's all about sort of integrating that into us getting around the water now, and it makes it a lot less a lot less like I have a connection with the water and a lot less mystical feeling there's something really mystical about the ocean there's a lot of parts of the ocean we don't really know yet mm-hmm. um, and I think you lose that when you when you talk about a big like tech like technology filled ship
0: exactly and you, you can you can do movies that uh, you know like the abyss or something that that get into how much we still don't know about this, but it's still more removed than. Simply being lost, like Ulysses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how could a game capture the romance of the sea on the table? If you get to see your dream nautical themed game, what do you think the theme would be? I think I've already given away mm. mine. I, I totally want to be Ulysses on their journey. I'm, I'm co-op, hearing that. co-op game where you want to find your way home.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think that's a, a really a really good idea for a nautical game that we haven't really seen is a co-op game. Um, I would personally like to have just like a really nice detailed pirate game. I really like pirate games and I really like something like um, Libertalia where it's, you know, you have your different phases of the day. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. And places where like I could put in port and then like trade with people and the you idea of rival Martins crews. You
0: absolutely need to play Yeah, I feel Marauders. like
1: that's basically my game and it exists and I just haven't met it yet.
0: We'll get to it.
2: Yeah. I think for me it would definitely be a co-op game because for me so much of sailing is is people performing their role effectively and keeping communicating with each other as to what that role is but... sailing is a
0: co-op game isn't oh, it? oh
2: totally absolutely yeah. and and communication and and consistency of communication comes into it so much but it's also so very much it's a subjective feel like something can just feel right or look right or look wrong and you're trying to explain to somebody why it feels or looks or is or not and i i think that a co-op game would capture that for me very well That's and it would, it would be super cool had,
1: like a like a sailing game where you like go around the world like coco's sailboat goes around the world and like
0: Magellan's Expedition.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be cool. Or like trying to collect artifacts from different locations, or
2: even if you had sort of a, a two sided co op game, so your team was against another team, and
1: depending on which team could work the best together, your one boat beat the other boat or we something. We don't
0: see a lot of two team games. Uh, it would be I'm cool have
1: to, to have a, a game, too, that is still strategic but combines some sort of physicality to it when we're talking about a sailing game. Like something where you have to like do this action while you're trying to figure out what to do like some sort of physical movement or something or like pull or this rope or be in real time yeah, we, yeah have, I don't
2: know. we have some stories of attempting to physically exist on the bottom of a sailboat that I think <laughs> might be a little too real for people who have experienced sailing <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright that does it for this episode we hope you enjoyed this nautical expedition if there is a theme or an idea that you'd like to see explored on the Snakes Cast, let us know on Facebook or use the contact form at snakesandlattes.com Thank you so much for sailing with me, Amanda and Coco.
1: Till next time, Captain. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Hi.
2: Aye,
0: aye. <laughs> Snake's Cast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on this show belong to the people in it, not the company behind it. See you next week, everyone. Game on.